Hey, Pastor Tim here. I want to welcome you to week four of this living room version of Phoenix Bible Church. And if you are new with us, we're so glad you're joining us during this unique time that we are in. Uh, But we actually started out the year of 2020 in the book of James. And we've just taken a break from that over the last few weeks to address these unprecedented times that we are in. And if you are new with us, I know this can be a lonely time for many. And as you're jumping in with church online, uh, we'd love to connect with you as much as possible. So there is at the top of this page, the living room page on our website, there's a connect form. We'd love for you to fill that out. Let us know a little bit about yourself so we can serve you, pray for you, and help connect you even in these unique times. Also give you a free uh, gift in the mail. So we'd love to do that for you. And uh, before we dive in today, I want to give you just a few updates. Uh, One, I would just invite you again to engage during this time. I I know that many of you uh, this season is affecting your, your job. It's affecting your family. It's affecting your finances. Uh, some of you, it is affecting your health. Uh, for some of you as parents, you have gone from parent to homeschool teacher. I know that's our house. And uh, you're starting to get a little bit stir crazy and staying at home seems like the hardest thing to do. And it can be easy, uh, not just to be uh, separated like we are from our church family and friends, but to move from separation to isolation. And uh, we can still be connected. So I'd invite you to engage in this time, but it takes some intentionality. And so even now, grab your Bible, uh, get your physical copy out, pull it up on your phone, focus in, take a deep breath and focus on what God wants to to show you during these few moments. Get on Zoom after this and and discuss it with other people, your community group or friends or even neighbors. Uh, Share this, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you get the the updates, comment of how we can pray for you below this video and just engage in this time to be connected and not isolated. And then uh, second, thank you for being the church. We say it all the time, love moves. And we say that's not something we just put on a a website or a t-shirt. It's something we live out. And I have heard so many stories of you being the church and the love of Jesus moving in and through and around you more than ever during this time. And I just want to thank you for that. Uh, From people dropping off groceries at, at other people's doorsteps to groups getting together and donating a gift card to fries for a family to many of you just uh, sharing the living room experience with other people and and leaning in together and with your community group. I think our community groups are stronger than they ever have been. I know my group is meeting twice a week now, once on Sundays and once again on Thursdays, virtually via Zoom. And it's just so amazing to see you be the church and to see the love of Jesus moving in and through and around you. So thank you. And then lastly, uh, thank you to many of you who've asked how the church is doing and specifically how's the church doing financially. And I just want to share briefly with you on that. And we'll we'll share more details in the coming days. But uh, our church is in a really good place. Um, Thank God we have for the last really five years, we've streamlined things. We've been conservative with our budget. And just like for your personal finance, you put away savings for a a tough time. We've done that. And so our church is in a really good place. We've continued to raise support from outside our church as well, still as a new church. And so that's helped set us well, set us up well, rather, to be generous in this time and and to to be a part of uh, blessing other people. And many of you have given to the Benevolence Fund. You've continued to give generously just your tithes and offering. And I just want to say from the butt of my heart, thank you. Uh, that is what is allowing us to be the church in these days. And, and I have to be honest, 
while we are in a good place now, I don't know where this is going. It's unprecedented time. So I would encourage you to continue to give. Thank you to those who are giving generously. If, if you haven't switched to online giving or recurring giving, this is a great time to do that. Uh, but thank you for, for praying, giving, serving, and loving. It's a huge encouragement during this time. And uh, today in this living room session, we actually have a special treat. We have one of our elders is going to share with us unchanging truth in unprecedented times. And so I'm so excited for you to hear from him. And let me pray as we prepare our hearts to hear from God's word. Uh, God, we thank you uh, that the church is being the church right now. And I thank you, Jesus, that you have gone before us, that you are with us during this time, and you're with every man, woman, and child who's watching this. And uh, God, we need you and we need one another, and we still have that. And so I'm thankful for stories of, of that taking shape in our church and around our church, and even that flowing out of our church to our neighborhoods and into our city, God, uh, I thank you that even though we are t- aren't together, we can lean in during this time. We can engage during this time and learn together in this time. God, I pray for Bradley as he shares during this time. You would speak boldly through him and powerfully through him right to our hearts. God, uh, I miss uh, being in, in a room with people and I, I miss our people dearly. But God, I know that you are with us. And that a lot of us are with one another virtually right now. And I pray that you would just use this time in a, in a really powerful way in the name and for the fame of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, hey, I'm Bradley, as Tim said, um, and I am really happy that you guys are here with us on Sun Two's Wednesday Day. Uh, time seems to be just kind of blending all together at this point, um, but today is actually Palm Sunday, and we're really happy that you guys have joined us uh, this morning. Um, 30 days, that's the amount of time that we're looking towards through this portion of the uh, of the uh, stay at home. And um, 30 days sounds like a lot, but if I'm being totally honest, as a young man, I used to have to spend 30 days uh, in county jail every now and then. And honestly, this is better than that because at least I don't have Big Bubba trying to get my ramen noodles. Uh, I do, however, have a pregnant wife who does bully me for my food. I don't want any problems with you, babe. I love you. No, I'm just kidding. But she is probably so happy to have me out of the house for a little bit right now. Um, as I just mentioned, we are having a baby and, uh, it's coming up right around the corner in three weeks. And already in this short period of time, I already have so much love and joy, um, that this baby has brought before she's even entered the world that I can't even really explain, but, um, it changes you and it's really a beautiful thing. But if I'm being totally honest, having a baby during a pandemic is First of all, not what I imagined. Second of all, wouldn't recommend it. But third, it's just weird. There's just a lot of weird things that come along with it. You know, we're always getting updates. Things in this world are just constantly changing. And so there's just a lot of um, loss of expectations and disappointment. I mean, there's the expectations of the joy that we were looking forward to sharing with the family uh, on the day of the birth. And then there's uh, the unknowns about the the effects of the virus on mothers and all these things that everyone has an opinion on. Nobody knows. There's so much unknown. And then the hospital restrictions, the visitor restrictions, uh, they seem to just keep getting more and more extreme. But you know what? Um, 
we didn't plan for this, but we know that God is still on his throne. And I know that we're all going through something uh, right now where God is showing us that he is still in control, even when things seem to be just absolutely crazy. Um, at our last midwife appointment, we were on the elevator and five or six healthcare workers stepped onto the elevator with us and um, they got quiet. And uh, this is before all the social distancing uh, recommendations had come out officially, but it was in the air. It was a palpable awareness that things were, were happening that were unusual and that, um, you know, maybe we should keep a distance from each other. And I, I saw them looking at my wife and I could almost hear what they were thinking as they saw how, you know, my, my sweet wife, so pregnant, standing in the elevator, coming out of our midwife appointment in the middle of all of this uh, crazy pandemic stuff. And you could almost just see them thinking like, man, that must be hard. That must be crazy. There was a, a look of empathy or, or maybe just, uh, maybe they just felt sorry for us. And uh, it was just so clear and it was kind of awkward and it got really quiet and nobody was saying anything. And right before the elevator dinged and my wife and I stepped out of that elevator, I looked at the one, the first one that would make eye contact with me. And I said, excuse me, doctor, have you ever had a baby during a pandemic before? And uh, he hadn't. And it took him a second to realize that I was joking with him. But the reality is there's no playbook for this. Nobody has any playbook. Nobody uh, has any guidelines or, or uh, a list of rules that we can follow. As much as we like that sort of stuff, um, all that is out the window. There is a lot of anger. There's a lot of sadness. There's a lot of disappointment in the whole world right now. You know, this is the first grandchild on both my wife's side and my side of the family. You know, we were really looking forward to the joy of that introduction of the baby uh, with our families for the first time in the hospital um, and the joy of showing the baby off, the joy of just having family be within six feet of the baby. And all of that stuff is changed. And as I look at it, there is a lot of disappointment and there is some confusion and frustration and uh, anger that has come in and out. But there's also a lot of opportunity if we look close enough. Um, I was reading about an Old Testament king, King Ahaz, and, and uh, King Ahaz was a Judean king. And he found out that these two rivals, these two enemies had formed up. Uh, they had gotten together in an alliance and were planning on coming against him. And this is a very dangerous thing for, for King Ahaz. His people were in turmoil. There was immediate trouble ahead and they would be overwhelmed. Their uh, way of life, their very lives themselves could be lost. And King Ahaz does what a good king would do. Go check on the water supply. People can't live without water. And I think it's really interesting and relevant that uh, that it mentions the water, checking on the water first thing, because if you go to the grocery store right now, aside from that sweet, sweet toilet paper, the thing that is out at a lot of the stores, aside from everything now, is water. Water was one of the first things to go. And he comes into contact with Isaiah, who had been given a specific word for King Ahaz. And Isaiah meets him at the cistern. And the first thing that Isaiah says to King Ahaz uh, before anything else is, be careful, keep calm, and do not be afraid. And I think that that advice applies to us so well today. With so much unknown, it's not him saying, Hey, things are going to be really good. You know, this year's rough, but next year's going to be better. Nope, none of that. There's it, there's no expectations. It's just that God is in control, so you can be careful, keep calm, and do not be afraid, because God is still on His throne. 
And we don't have to pretend that it's not bothering us. And we don't have to pretend that things are okay. And we don't have to have a falsely cheery attitude. But we can just keep, be careful, keep calm, and try not to be afraid. And a part of me is like, but God, there are actual women who are having their babies taken from their, taken from them after birth if they have symptoms of the coronavirus. Be careful. Keep calm. Do not be afraid. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a hard message, but it's the right one. And I know there's so much going on right now. There's so much frustration. There's so much loss. And people have lost jobs. And people are... Um, are going through very difficult times with uh, food insecurity and not knowing if they'll be able to pay rent. And uh, maybe you're like us and having a baby uh, during all this, but be careful, keep calm, try not to be afraid. Also, we can look for unique opportunities. Um, And that's kind of what I've turned to in this time. I've started to try to see having this baby not as uh, during a pandemic as just a terrible, you know, un, you know, stroke of misfortune, rather a unique opportunity to give God glory. And I don't mean that as a euphemism, as a euphemism, rather, I think that this is um, the backdrop of COVID-19, the backdrop of this pandemic can contrast the beauty of this new life uh, more than anything possibly could. So I think that there are a lot of opportunities um, and we're going to hear stories about the way that God redeems this time. Um, the embrace of her grandparents for the first time will be even sweeter, um, when that day comes. So we just try to be careful, keep calm and try not to be afraid. We just had some good friends of ours, uh, get married on Facebook live, uh, a state sentence I never thought I'd say, but, uh, they got married on Facebook live and I felt a variety of things. I felt sad for them for having to have their expectations, uh, thrown out of whack. And I also felt like, uh, their character shine through in such a unique way that wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for the unfortunate circumstances that led them to have to do Facebook live for their wedding. And I'll remember that wedding, that beautiful wedding till the day I die. Uh, because the love of Jesus and the calling of God and the grace of God shone through, even through all the chaos and the trouble and the and the things that were uh, that came against them, the love of God and their love for each other was what was truly on display. Um, I'll remember that wedding also uh, forever because it was the only wedding I've ever been to where I didn't have to wear pants uh, that I can remember. No, it definitely was. So lots of memorable things about that special wedding. And I think that that shows that the coronavirus is sparking a lot of creativity. Uh, we're seeing it in things like that wedding. We're seeing it in uh, just in my own life, trying to figure out a way to create a studio for the for the grandparents to be able to FaceTime or to have a, a more uh, intimate experience with their precious baby. And it's happening in churches because just like there's no playbook for having a baby during Corona, there's no playbook for having church during all of this either. So what's happening is, is God is forcing people into a position to where they're thinking creatively and finding solutions to be able to spread the gospel to allow it to continue to go forth. I've experienced myself um, in, in meetings with our elders. There's just a unique drive. There's just a unique, um, just quickening of the spirit to find solutions. And, um, 
I think that that is such a reflection of how God is going to work through this crisis and he's already doing it. And we just need to go along for the ride and trust that he is still on his throne. Um, and the phrase that keeps coming to mind when I'm thinking about, well, what, what can a church focus on or how should we think about this? I kept coming back to this phrase and it's sing a new song to the Lord. There are several Psalms that start off with it. It's uh, mentioned in Isaiah several times, this charge to sing a new song to the Lord. And we're being forced into a season where we're having to find new ways to do things. It's as if we're singing a new song to the Lord. You know, old songs are easy to sing. As humans, we tend to cling to or, or gravitate towards melodies and tunes and, and uh, songs that we already know. You know, when I was the worship leader of Phoenix Bible Church many years ago, some of you remember this, some of you probably don't want to remember this. Uh, I had a song, and if you know me, you know that you know what song I'm talking about, Grace Alone. And I love this song for a few reasons. Uh, It is just a great summary of the grace of God through Jesus Christ. But also, to be totally honest and transparent, it's because I could play that song any day, and it always would go the same way. It was so comfortable. It was just right. It fit in, and I never felt worried or um, uncomfortable in singing Grace Alone. I can admit that now because I'm not on staff anymore. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but honestly, it's time that we start to think a little bit differently about this season. And I think it's time for us to step out of the ordinary and find creative ways to do something new. You know, it is harder to sing a new song. Singing old songs is more familiar and taking singing a new song takes a different shift in mentality. It takes more focused creativity. It takes more uh, introspective thought. But this season is the perfect season for us to do that. And I'm not talking about anything super ethereal or hyper-spiritual. What I'm talking about is finding creative and unique ways to serve God and to go forth with a mission that he's already given us to love people, to spread the gospel to the people around us. Maybe that looks like uh, an immunocompromised or elderly neighbor who wants some tacos. Go pick them up for him. Maybe it means making amends with a family member that you haven't spoken with. Maybe it just finds means finding creative ways to spend intimate and intentional time uh, with your spouse. But whatever it is, let's redeem this time. Let's be careful Let's keep calm. Let's try not to be afraid. Lastly, I just want to say that this church and the community at PBC has blessed me so, me and my wife, so much. Uh, We cannot even express the amount of gratitude that we have. Um, Just the blessings and the outpouring of love and of concern. You know, we were, we haven't seen a lot of you guys in a long time, uh, but it wasn't out of sight, out of mind the body of Christ continued to function in such a magnificent and such a holy and such a wonderful way uh, for my wife and I. So we just want to thank you, church. We are so grateful that we have Phoenix Bible Church. And let's just, I don't know, let's just stay together. Let's remember that God is on his throne and let's just do what we can to spread the gospel and sing a new song in this season. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much, God, that, um, even in the era of COVID-19, you have a remarkable purpose for each of us as individuals and that you will redeem all these hardships for your good, Lord, and that we may not know what that looks like and we may not know anytime soon what that looks like, but we can trust that you are good, that you are still on your throne. We cling to that, Lord. Um, No matter what happens, we know that your character and your intentions towards us are good, that you want good things for your children, Lord, and that you know what that means better than even we do. So I do pray for all of those who are going through disappointment 
disappointment, hardship, who have had lost jobs, who have had hours cut back and who are facing the unknown. Lord, I pray that we would band together in this time and continue to love each other well. Uh, In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.